0: Today on Alive and Active.
1: Mike, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 17. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again, for Jonathan loved David as he loved himself.
0: Buckle your seatbelt and join us for a lesson you won't want to miss. Welcome to Alive and Active. I'm Mike Bliss, a follower of Jesus, husband, father, and a businessman. And we are glad
1: you're joining us today. Coach Brown, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good, Mike. I'm doing good, Mike. Mike, you know what, man? Uh, Honestly, I was thinking this morning um, about our friendship, man. You were. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we get to do this. We get to do this stuff together. We get to. Mike, we're kind of in the twilight of our, of our existence here. Hey, speak for yourself, old man. <laughs> and one day, soon, Mike, yeah. they're going to be saying, in memory of. Mm. <laughs> mm. Come on, man. In memory of. But but you know what, bro? We got a lot to look forward to. We do. And you know why? Because we represent the Lord Jesus Christ here, man. Man, we love his word. We love how we're reminded of his death and resurrection, Mike. We love the fact that we've trusted Jesus as our Savior and Lord, and we are now an ambassador of Jesus Christ, not of a business, not of a university, not of a racial group, not of a political uh, correctedness or wokeness of any sort, Mike. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ, and really, and honestly, I'm saying this to you, brother, my brother in Christ, man, I I'm I'm so pleased that God has brought us together as friends and we get the opportunity to do this together.
0: Amen, Coach. There's nobody I would rather do this with, and as you say, uh, we get to do this. It's a tremendous uh, blessing. It's really, really uh, a special honor to be able to do this together with you.
1: Yeah, so Mike, you know, the title today is In Memory Of.
0: In Memory Of.
1: Yeah, man. You know, Mike, why do we wait to eulogies after a person has died before we really tell them? who truly they are to us what they mean to us mike you know and i i i was as as we were talking about david and jonathan and so forth i wanted to i i i ran across this again you know we've read this before mike first samuel chapter 20 mike okay And Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again. For Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. That's verse 17, Mike. And I thought, man, um, vow of friendship again. You know, sometimes we need to renew our vows of friendship, Mike. And, And I think way too many times whether it's fellow family members people have had an enormous impact on our life sometimes it's the closest friends we've had we wait until they're dead to tell them what we really believe about them and 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 how god has brought us together and 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 to be able to discuss that and to and to share depth real depth with them Mike
0: so you're, you're, you're talking about just you're, you're never even really sharing your heart while they're here on earth it's it's they're they're gone and they don't get to be blessed by hearing what you really think yeah that's powerful
1: and, and here's what I think Mike I'm thinking okay so let's say that um uh I I'm eulogizing you yeah and you've died, okay, and you've got and you're sitting there with the Lord, okay, you're watching your own funeral service because you're with the Lord now, okay, the moment you died, you're alive with the Lord, right? Amen, okay, so now <laughs> you're probably I'm up there like, oh my, and I got tears coming down my eyes, and I'm pouring my gut out with all the great stuff that we enjoyed, and you're probably scratching your head saying. When do I wonder why old Ron Brown waited so long to, to share that. I mean, I'm sitting up there in heaven now. Why didn't you tell, tell me that while we were on earth?
0: You know, you bring, you bring up an interesting point. And one of the things that, that rocked me in my um, coming to Christ was Brooke Barringer's funeral. And I remember you just triggered a thought when you said—and I and I talked to another man that had the same thing. The whole world stopped in Nebraska when Brooke passed. And I remember it was on the radio. The funeral was live. And you said, um, Brooke, who, who is a Christian, who is in heaven right now, if he could come down to earth to console all the people mourning his death, he wouldn't mm-hmm. leave heaven because it's incredible, this incredibly wonderful place. And, you, and And I tell you what— uh, it's an interesting. I mean, that's a powerful, uh, powerful thought. There,
1: you know, Mike. It is, and 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 that and that is true. And you know, I think we all give each other a little bit of you know leeway and that. But let's just be real. How many men have we heard over the years, Mike, that have said, you know, I I never remember my dad telling me that that he loved me.
0: Well, well it, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say uh, a guy that you – I think you knew him a little bit, but I became friends with him because I had worked for a company that was based out of Memphis, Tennessee, Bull Bramlett. Mm-hmm. He played for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And he came to Christ when, when the two men were witnessing to him. They, 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 they talked about that they love him, and his dad never told him he loved him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And you think about that and the power of that. And, 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 and that was – they explained Christ and, and just what Christ has done for him.
1: Yeah, and we're not trying to create victims here. We're not trying. We don't want guys raising hands and saying, "Yeah, my my dad never loved me, and and that's why I'm all messed up." Now, listen, we don't. We, it, you know, it's painful. I mean, a lot of dads. You know, it, I'm 66 years old now, Mike. Yeah. The the generation before me, you know, my dad's been deceased for a long time. But the men out of that generation, I don't ever remember any of those guys. Very few of those guys. Telling their sons that they loved them. I mean, it was just, I don't know what it was, Mike, but all I know is in the Bible, right here, what I just read, Mike, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 17. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again, for Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. And these guys, Mike, were living out their friendship in such a powerful way and they didn't have a problem with that kind of expression. But but why do we? So, so Mike, I, I kept thinking about this. I kept thinking, you know, y- y- okay, I'm going to just use you okay. as an example, okay. okay? Because you're a great friend to me. And, Mike, um, I've shared with you the depths of my family background. You know, I was a... Um, an orphan kid, a foster kid, an adopted kid. I, I don't know my biological parents. Never really remember ever meeting them. I know of them. But um, the, the I've, sh- I've shared all that with you. I've shared the adoption process with you. I've shared the pain of losing those two people who, who loved me as their own, who adopted me, of their death you know that i was a young man when they died um so so mike um i've i've exp- i've explained that to you in fact i even got you in a car with me just right before covid yeah we went down to memphis tennessee which is where my fa- my biological family was from my my biological mother was from yes My biological father from another country, but my biological mom from the Memphis area in Tennessee. And we were searching and looking and talking, and you were right there with me, Mike. I was able to open that up. Mike, not only that, but I'm thinking, boy, all the football moments of coaching. You know, we've known each other now since, you know, for for quite a few years. Yes. And we've experienced a lot of each other's profession, you know? So just— you jumping into my world, you were, you know, you've come to games, you've been after, you've been with me after games we've lost, games after we've won. Uh, you mentioned Brooke Berenger, you, you, you know that whole situation when that young man died, and so the ups and downs of that deal, Mike. You've been in the best moments of my life with my children and my family, my wife, and 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 a lot of other great things, but you've also, Mike. You've heard my deepest, darkest secrets. I have shared with you things that nobody will probably ever know, Mike. Right. And and you know what, man? I'm, I'm telling you, um, so often we don't really celebrate that until that person's gone. Mm. To, to wait for you to die, for me then to tell the world, that, look what this man did in my life, why did I wait so long, man? I mean, not that we should, you know, get on the sentimental boat ride right. every single day. And right. Right. This is not an everyday thing. And it is special to honor somebody at their death. You know, that is a special thing, particularly for fellow believers, right? Correct. But, but, Mike, we have to learn as men in our friendships to do what Jonathan and David did here, where they can express their love to one another and re their friendship Numerous times,
0: and so, Coach, you're you're also talking to listeners to to consider this. It, you know, if they've got somebody in their life, whether it's a relative, whether it's a it's a son, uh, daughter, whatever it may be, a coworker, uh, friend, to consider what you're saying as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mike, the beauty of that verse, and we're kind of honing in on honing in on that verse. Um, Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again. Yeah. Like, I think it's just over and over again. It's the repeating, the reminding. Um, and listen, Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. Do you and I, are we capable as Christian men to love other men, as we love ourselves, and we're not talking about anything that's weird and crazy and you know misappropriated from scripture. We're talking about a friendship, Correct. a a a um, it, it's a Mike it's 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 that love that keeps on giving. Um, it's it's not an erotic love it's not it's it, it is a philos love yeah but it's also a phylos love meaning like brother to brother yeah. but 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 it's also mike it's that agape love yeah. that we get in Jesus Christ Unconditional love, yeah. even when I want to pull a ripcord on you, because right.
0: Mike, let's face it, yeah. oh, we, our yeah.
1: deepest friendships yeah. oh. can hurt the most, right? Well, Coach, we
0: during COVID, we were going over all kinds of issues, and you and I talked about, uh, you know, we wished that many men across the world, the country, could go, could have those discussions because we were, we were, our voices were escalated. We were hashing through the issues. Right. We were, you know, a lot of things, a lot That's of right. things. I mean, this is not, you know, right. uh, just you know, some soft. Uh, this is, you know, punching gloves at times, but then also to try to what Proverbs twenty seven seventeen to sharpen the tip of the sword, yeah. in it, all in the name of Christ.
1: Yeah. So think about it, Mike. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, so what what I hear you saying is that the greatest friendships, Mike, the most in depth friendships, are probably those where you've had the most days where I don't want to talk to that guy right now. I'm mad. I I didn't. You know what? You know why, Mike?
0: because we're really invested invested and but not but coach I think I had read a book about a famous uh, celebrity that had a talk show that uh, he pulled the rip he pulled the rip cord. He pulled the ripcord. Yeah, and he, on any, anybody that he didn't agree with, it, or a friend, uh, you know, it's like I'm done with that guy. Boom. That's right. And I've done that. You've done that. But but, but somehow, especially during the COVID years, we recognized, um, you know, that we can't, I'm not going to pull I'm I'm not going to pull the ripcord on this friend. Yeah, I'm invested. You you said that key word invested in this friendship.
1: Yeah, and you might not be best friends but i think it's important to particularly in the brotherhood mike yeah you know when when church members i i th- i thought about a church that that i i had heard of where the church um during covid began to divide racially because of all the narratives that were that were going on and you know the after george floyd i mean there was all kinds of things happening there. Of course, there's there's never been total unity in that realm. But Mike, I, I just remember, wow, that is such a shame. So now people of different races are saying, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come to this church because I'm presuming that this church thinks this way racially. And they never you know what Mike, what makes me think what so sadly about that is that did anybody do what you and I did? Yeah. Not to put kudos on us, right. but we did it and thank the Lord for it. Where we sometimes sat in the car and shouted at each other, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But we weren't pulling a ripcord. Right. We would. We would. We would argue. Yeah. We would disagree. Yeah. But we would converse. Yeah. We would listen to the other one. Yeah. We search through scriptures. What does God have to say about this? Yeah. And now we're not just pulling a ripcord on each other. And, and, to,
0: and just to just to, to acknowledge that, I know that there, you know, specific times where you said, you know, what I never looked at it that way. That's right. And and and, I, right. and I did the same thing too. So that's we were, right. it was a two way street. That's right. And 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 you know, we talk about, you know, it can't, communication. You've got to be able to listen yeah. to the other side and understand. And yeah. you don't have to agree with it per se. Yeah. But you you know, and I think that's what we're encouraging. And and asking people, you know, because the tragedy would be, you know, letting something that you're presuming to be true, but the other person's not even thinking that. And then you've just severed that relationship.
1: And that, Mike, that's really good. And that's why I say, and I see it right here in this verse that we're honing in on, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 17, where they, it, it was like a renewal of their vows. You know how marriages have... A renewal of their vows, and you know, you you celebrate. I you know maybe it's ten years, maybe it's five years, yeah. maybe it's a birthday, maybe it's maybe it's just a a a spiritual date that took place where you came together and you really understood each other biblically, and and from now on that's our special date, and we're gonna renew our vows. I don't know how you do it, but Mike, we need. We as human beings need multiple times repetitions of that because isn't it easy to get really insecure if it's a one-and-done thing?
0: Well, yeah, there's no question. And I think what you're also saying is uh, just at the top top of this episode you talked about you you know don't wait to say something you know to somebody that, that you know because so many times you're like oh does does that does that particular uh, teacher does that particular coach does that particular friend they really oh they they said that I mean how many times have somebody because somebody else is like hey did you know that uh, uh, coach said this about you and you're like wait what you know mm-hmm. I di- I never I didn't know he thought that. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean, and, and and But then, just how that that just that words of affirmation bless that person. You're like, yes. wow.
1: Yes, Mike. We we've talked before about catch somebody doing something
0: right. Coach Coach Osborne used to say that. Yeah,
1: and and you know that's one of the most powerful statements. Really in the is, world. and then let them know about it. Let them know. You know, it's really. I I think honestly, some some of the and I'm just being honest about this. Some of the moments of my, uh, worst times with you. Have been. I just wonder what he thinks of me. Like you haven't said anything to me that would make me upset. Yeah. Sometimes you have, but yeah, yeah. Like in this situation, that I'm yeah. thinking of and, but I just haven't heard. I have. I don't think I've heard him affirm something in yeah. me. Yeah. And so I just assume that he must yeah. not think very highly of yeah. me. Yeah. That's a bad assumption. Yes. 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 And that's why it's important to communicate. Right. It it not you're not always looking for compliment. You don't wanna be that kind of guy. Right. But I I've gotta be before I just come come out and 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 I'm feeling like, oh man, I think Mike's down on me. Yeah. And I assume that's yeah. the case, now the next time I see him, I'm gonna get him back.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Versus nope, I need the Lord to intercept this. Yes. The that's Lord a good point. has gotta intercept this. My response to Mike Bliss before praise or before rebuke, ought to be, I'm going to you first, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm letting the Lord work that work that through me and readjust my thinking so I hit you with the stuff that He wants.
0: Mike. Yeah, you're talking about like in one of the episodes we've done in some of the Bible studies. Filter, your filtering, oh, You know, oh, you're thinking, that's good. You know you're through your filtering.
1: Yeah, that's good,
0: Mike. And, you know, and, and just and and, and again, I, I like what you said too. One of the things that uh, you know you and I have talked about is is we can if our mind races, we can assume mm. uh, you know this this or that, and, and and it just takes us into a place that's not where we want to be and and and, and I think the purpose is as, as as what's the goal what's the goal each day the end goal is to be conformed into the image of Christ more each day yes and so in in into as you as we talk about and you say to think about our thinking. Yes. And, and and we can get off the rails really really quick because of depravity. Yes. And and, and that's the piece. We want to, to, to nobody wants to go down an unnecessary rabbit trail and then take 3 days, 4 days, 5 days to then I you know got to talk to f- 10 friends to get to get back on track. It's like no, think of, we want to grow in Christ to have mature thinking and then realize, you know, if I think about who I want you know, if I need to be told something, you need to be a friend enough where you're not just gonna. T- you're not a yes man, or I'm right, not a yes man, right, and you and I right. talk about that. That's right. Who wants mm-hmm. to be surrounded with just yes men? Yeah. And in our culture, there, are, you know, that can happen to us.
1: Th- that's a really good point, man. You need you need to hear the truth, and you know, and somebody presented this to me the other day. Said, "What would you rather do? Would you, would you rather be praised and adored, and then destroyed because of that, or?" Would you rather be rebuked and reprimanded, so that you can be saved? Which mm. one would you? Which one do you want? Nothing more important than being saved. Yeah, you you don't want to destroy that, and and that's what a lot of us want. We kind of want both, Mike. We we say we want to be saved, but I just want to hear the good news, man. Yeah, and and you know what? It is important, like we learned from Coach Osborne, to catch somebody doing something right. You've got to give both good and bad news. You do. You I mean, do. It, it's not just one way. But, you know, I I guess, Mike, I just think that we men get weird about it. Yeah. Because, first of all, the love that we have for one another is not an erotic love. Right, right, right. That is not a right love between men and, and that That's going to get us in trouble when we talk about that in this world, this politically correct world. But like we said in the front end of the show, we're not representing a politically correct politically correct word we're, we're representing a biblical
0: world biblical worldview yeah
1: that's right and so we believe that the love that that we men deal with each other is a Philos love and and the um you know the the love that lasts forever man yeah the agape love yeah, yeah and and it's all found in Jesus Christ and so Mike in 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 that process it is not a weird thing to let each other know that somehow, when we're boys, it's kind of like you know we don't, we don't tell each other we love him. I yeah. mean, how many times yeah. as a little boy did you, did I say to my to my fellow little guys yeah. who are eight years old, "Hey, man, I love you." Well,
0: co- coach, coach, <laughs> but also though too, too. I think one of the things too is you know you and I. How many times have you helped me with a job situation? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you were when you were out east, you know, at your job, mm-hmm. you know, you would help me, and and you and I know each other, and then and then you know recently, you know, with you know. Your employment, I mean, you know, different things like that. Walking through it together and just knowing it and being there, and yeah. sometimes just listening for a friend and that kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, and and I think Mike, uh, J- uh, Jonathan, um, it, it says of Jonathan here in uh, and, and again First Samuel chapter twenty verse seventeen, the very end. It says, "For he loved him as he loved his own soul." Mike, he, you know, that's the whole thing can we love each other like we love ourselves i hear a lot of people saying well we've got to learn how to love ourselves yeah i'm thinking i think i've
0: learned that pretty well <laughs> i think yeah. well the, I, we, and we, I think we all we got it a, early. we have a phd in that
1: yeah and i think we learn it early yeah i think that baby's first words aren't mama dada i think it's what about me? Yeah. Me? No question. Me, no, me. No, yeah, I don't. I, I don't need
0: any more classes on that. I can be as selfish as uh, anybody on on the planet.
1: So to be able to get out of yourself, yeah, and to pour into another with yeah. deep depth love, yeah. Mike, yeah. as you were tr- loving yourself, that that is what these two guys experienced. And it was very powerful.
0: And, and coach, in some of the episodes we've done, we've talked about Jonathan, and I think uh, you have a friend, a close friend, that's a pastor that talked about boy, Jonathan. He was because Saul, his dad, wanted him to be the next king, yeah. but he knew no God's plan is mm-hmm. David, and and, and 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 accepted that, and oh, yeah. and that was just a beautiful uh, example to us as we study the scriptures.
1: Yeah, that is really good, the Davidic covenant, man. And, you know, Jonathan had to accept that. I mean, it was normally the first—it's going to be the first son of the king. Yes. Which would have been him. Yes. But the Lord wanted David. Remember, Saul was the people's choice. It wasn't God's choice. (laughs) Yes. But God gave the people over to themselves. He said, okay, Samuel, go ahead and let them anoint—you know, you go ahead and anoint Saul as king. And you know what? They're going to find out at the end of the day— Yeah. That they need to be listening to me, not, you know, their own their own desires.
0: Yeah, be careful what you wish for.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but Jonathan had to kind of, you know, it's so easy for us to be cheerleaders, Mike, and not empires. And what I mean by that is we always want our way. Cheerleaders don't care which if the umpire made a bad call or a good call. The cheerleader just wants to know, did it go for us or the other team? So we can either cheer or boo. But the umpire is always looking for The commissioner's stamp of approval. In other words, if that ball comes whistling down the pipe, that home plate empire is not waiting for the crowd, at least he shouldn't be, not waiting for the crowd to make the call. He's got to make the call with accuracy and authority because he's got a higher standard, Mike, than the crowd. The standard is the baseball commissioner's definition of the strike zone. And see, that is who we have been called to live. So now, Mike, it isn't about me, 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 what I want. It's about, Lord, what do you want?
0: And, and Coach, I know we only have a few minutes left, but if you picture that saying the emperor has no clothes— and I think that's along the lines of, of yes men, where it's like, just tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell mm-hmm. me the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's today in, in corporate America. Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, I just get around. I just tell me what I'm doing right. I don't want to, you know, I know that I'll just, I'm, I'm dealing with that. But I think when we invest in, as you said, and we don't pull that ripcord, I think we get to a place where that's the goal. It, you know, the accountability piece with men. And, and, you know, is that the way, is that kind of where you're you going know, with some of this?
1: Yep. And you're the best example I know, man. Mike, you're, you're, you, what you have done at the barn um, in Bennington every Friday morning with a group of men from all over the Omaha area, and Mike, men from all walks of life, rich, poor, black, white, uh, a variety of different businesses, God has done that through you, brother. And you. people have looked to you as a devoted, loving man. And, and and that's how our friendship started, and that's how a lot of friendships with you have started. You've been faithful with what God has given you, and you've been able to love others as you love yourself.
0: Well, Coach, you, you, you know I remember writing that letter to you on January two two thousand eight when when my wife and I and, and and the boys got home from a ski trip and you said yes to coming to our barn, and we had one hundred and seventy men and young men there, and the the you preached the gospel and it just was a it just flipped our family upside down. So it's just interesting how you know that the lord would you know take a guy from Chicago and a guy an orphan from New York and mm-hmm. and, and and then just we could have this much fun uh, proclaiming Christ it's just been a remarkable and you know you know how much my family loves you
1: well you know and and that goes with my family loving you and you know what mike it's just the sinking up of god god brought us together just like he brought jonathan and david together sometimes the most unlikely people. So I'll tell you what, I love this portion of Scripture, and I love the reminder of our friendship in Christ.
0: Uh, No question, Coach. Uh, Coach, as we conclude here, just a final
1: thought. Well, um, again and again, the repetition of knowing that what God is doing to bring men together and sometimes very special friendships like you and I have that we honor that man to its fullest, Mike, and that we don't back away from it and we get out of, out of ourselves and let the Lord intercept everything to do with that friendship. And I'm telling you, man, it's fulfilling in Christ.
0: Amen, Coach. Thank you for that. It's it's just a joy to do this with you, and it's all about Jesus Christ. Keep your eye on the Lord. I just want to say that uh, Alive and Active uh, has a website. It's called aliveand. ActiveRadio.com. If you go to, uh, uh, there's episodes, there's resources, uh, leave us a message. We're, we're a uh, listener-supported program, and we just appreciate you. And I want to leave today with uh, a scripture from 2 Peter 3.18. May you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Second Peter 3.18. See you next time right here on Alive and Active.